Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous to your contracts, they said, What the f? Are you talking about you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com/switch. $45 upfront for 3 months plus taxes and fees, promo rate for new customers for a limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wegovy and Zepbound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com/weightloss. That's plushcare.com/weightloss. plushcare.com/weightloss. Hello and welcome to the 75th annual Another Happy Pod, the Quarter Quell edition. My name is Nathan Flickerman. I'm joined as always by my co-host, it's Toby Jones. (laughs) Why do I have to be Toby Jones in this? Because I want to be Caesar Flickerman. Why is Toby Jones in this? He has like one line. He's the other announcer guy, isn't he? Yeah, but he doesn't announce anything. He just kind of is like, haha, yeah. He's, well, the other guy like, announces. Lawrence, stuff. no one cares because you need to tell us what this silly little show is all about. You're right, Nathan Flickerman. I do. Uh, this is the little show where every time a quarter quell happens, we get together and we talk about all things pop culture. We talk about movies, we talk about telly shows, we talk about games, and we have a bloody good time avoiding some toxic discourse. I said discourse this week. Did that make you happy? Lawrence, no one cares. Um, oh, come on. So, I tried my best. So. What's going on? It's been ages since we last recorded. These are just backed up in my mind. I have spoken to you so many hours in the last two days. So we're currently banking all of our podcasts. I say all two of them um, because I'm going on holiday this week. So we're recording a bunch in advance and they're all just blurring together. At this point, like, I don't know <laughs> We're where we are. We're going to be making, are. like, callback jokes to stuff yeah, that like, has I, not happened yet. Exactly. I'll probably reference, like, three other different podcasts. So, like, you know, it is what it is. But, hey, I am in Greece, and that is the most important thing. I'm actually, it's my last day of Greece today. Oh, is it? Yeah. <laughs> oh, and the day this comes out. Is yeah, it? the day this comes out is the day I fly home, unfortunately. <laughs> so I will be depressed. You'll be sad retweeting this one, like, ugh, on the plane. I probably won't retweet it on the plane because... You know. I haven't been on a plane in a long time, right? Is there, like, not... Like, in this day and age, is there not, like, Wi-Fi on a plane? Can you not use your phone at all? Uh, on certain flights? You, well, first of all, you can use your phone as long as it's in airplane mode. Uh, second of all, um, there is Wi-Fi on certain flights, okay? But also, mm-hmm. the Wi-Fi shit. Horrendous. Very bad. And, and and is it like £7 a minute as well? N- not even. Like fucking 7 grand for like fucking 30 seconds or some shit. It's <laughs> it's very expensive. 
and and just not great. What I'm going to do is I'm just going to download a bunch of episodes of The Crown onto my iPad, and then I'll just watch those. Interesting. And this is what everyone came here for, to be fair. Indeed. (laughs) To talk about Nathan's travel arrangements and entertainment options. Yes. Um, Welcome back to The Hunger Mames. That's what we're calling it. We have never once called that called it that and we've never decided that was it and also it makes literally no fucking sense so why would we call it that we were gonna do it you no said it no no we first gonna... of all first of all no we wasn't we was never <laughs> ever going to call it that because i fucking killed that dead before it got anywhere okay no i think we had something going the matrix the hunger mames there was, the, but the hunger mames here. makes no sense though what does that mean Let's not do this again. This <laughs> this almost fractured us last time. You did. <laughs> we I'm, can't wrap this round. We're barely yet again. recovering from it. I know. Um, but no, we are we are in our second episode of uh, we're doing all the Hunger Games. It is like a little mini event. We don't often do a big series of stuff like this. We normally just stick to the one-offs episodes. Um, exciting stuff. Yes. All right, Catching Fire. Is this one you've read the book of this one as well? I've read all the books, Lawrence. Actually, that's not true. I've read. Uh, the three books. I haven't read The Ballad of Songbird and Snakes because that only came out like a couple of years ago and it's like already a movie. Well, like it will oh, be was that recent? Yeah, it was quite recent. Yeah, it was within like the last three or four years. Probably not even that really um, that oh. that came out. So it, that, I thought that, this all wrapped up a while back. No, that book came out like after the movies did. Oh, I see. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, that make, financially that makes sense, right? <laughs> no, but not like a, like quite a while after. Like, oh, okay. the hype had massively died down. Like, it wasn't a time thing at all. It was it was quite a while after. We They should schedule another book release uh, for when the final episode of our recap of the Hunger Games movies comes out, because we're bringing the hype back. Well, that's next week, Lawrence. So unless Suzanne Collins can write a whole book in a week, uh, I'm not sure that's going to be... And also get it published and distributed to everywhere in the world. That's fine. How long does it take to get a book done normally? Couple of months to a year, I'd say, depending on the mm. book. If you're George R. R. Martin, like twelve years. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I love it. Every now and again, he puts out a little press statement, like, "Can people stop telling me I'm going to die before my book comes out?" And it's like, what, like, it it was mean ten years ago, but now there's some truth to it. <laughs> now you probably are going to die before your book comes out. I mean, that's still mean, though. <laughs> like, <laughs> he doesn't owe anyone anything, all right? If they're more concerned about a book coming out before over his life, then, like, that's your own <laughs> issue. That's your own fault for getting so hooked on it. Like, fucking hell. It's true. Has that ever happened to someone been, like, mid-story and then just died? I'd imagine so. Plenty of times, yeah. Nothing I care no, about, but, but, like... Yeah, but, like, of a big thing like this. Like, a Game of Thrones books are, like, a cultural thing when they come out. Look, it, and I'm sure there's examples, yeah, but none that I know. Mm. Yeah. Fair. Anyway, The Hunger Games. Catching Fire. Um, Awful title. Yeah, actually. Not, not like, not the Catching Fire bit. I'm just not a fan of, like, I get why it has to be done, but I'm just not a fan of, like, taking the name of the first thing and then making that the name of the series. You know what I mean? Like, the first book yeah. is called The Hunger Games. The series isn't called The Hunger Games, but the first book is. So that just becomes the name of the series. It's, I think, the most egregious, as we spoke about this, like, you know, like 30 episodes back or whatever, like the um, Glass Onion and Knives Out mystery. Mm. That is that is genuinely 
like Drek. That is yeah. horrible. That tile. Yeah, it's the same um, thing. It's it's obviously just like you need the fucking series name, the IP, the recognition, or whatever. But sometimes even that like isn't enough. Like the, the Gran Turismo movie that's coming out. Like it's its official title is Gran Turismo based on a true story. That's the f- that's the title Wait, of the what? movie. Yeah, Gran it's Turismo. Its official title is Gran Turismo based on a true story. Fuck yeah, off. Like with a colon. Gran Turismo based on a true story. That's the title of the movie. It's, not, it's not a tagline. That's horrendous. <laughs> it's so bad. Why? I don't I don't I can't explain it. Like it's even funnier that Gran Turismo is a work of fiction and they're like, but based on a true story though. <laughs> <laughs> That's so dumb. I don't get it. I I mean I know that there is that story of that like gamer kid that won a competition and could be a real race boy for like five minutes or whatever. But like whatever, <laughs> it's a terrible title. Ca- I'm just now realizing Catching Fire is like the rebellion, right? Like igniting the flame, the spark of that kind of thing. I guess so. Yeah, that makes sense. Because this is like in- this is the one where the revolution like really kicks off. Mm. Well, in like the last five minutes, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. When when the, they pull back the curtain and go, it's time for the revolution. <laughs> yeah. We'll save that one. It, this again, watching the the this movie, it still baffles me that the like you haven't watched the back end of this franchise. Like, how was this the movie you were like, I'm dropping off now? So because I remember when I I when I went to see this movie for the first time, I did see this one in cinemas. I remember going to see it, and I remember really not liking it at the time. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I was, I was like angry when he when I left the cinema. I was like, oh, that was so bad. I really didn't like it. I think one of my main criticisms was like, oh, it's called the Hunger Games, and they're only in the Hunger Games for like five minutes at the end or whatever. And I was, and then today when I was watching, I was it's like, like, half the movie. <laughs> no, I know, I know. But then, but to me, it wasn't. <laughs> when I was watching it today i was like 18 year old nathan you fucking idiot like was this was this the 18 year old nathan we spoke about it last week is this still the 18 year old nathan that is like were you politically switched on at this point stepping my toes into it but i was also like this is was also the my first time that i was at uni not when i went with you when i went before that and it and it didn't work out um so i was also just drunk a lot as well (laughs) (laughs) I love the idea of you like dipping your toes into like a political kind of metaphor and you're like, mm. I don't understand it because it's not directly about Brexit or something. <laughs> <laughs> Brexit wasn't a thing then, thankfully. Oh, that's true. Yeah. I forget that you are elderly. Brexit wasn't that long ago. <laughs> okay. I know. I know. Yeah, it's true. Sorry. <laughs> um, You saw this in the cinema. Oh, you got to experience what a lot of people claimed to be the most legendary IMAX aspect ratio switch up of all time. Oh, I doubt I did because I saw it in quite like a a cheap cinema. <laughs> so. A projector on a tin. <laughs> yeah. I, I really doubt I did. Um, I, I think we should talk more about that IMAX moment a little bit later. But okay, you know, let's save that because that's that is something I want to talk about. Um, okay, what are, what are your thoughts on this movie overall, or what were your thoughts and what are your thoughts? Back when it came out, I don't remember having, like, a strong reaction to it. I did see it in the cinema. Yeah. But, like, I think it was just one of them where, like... Obviously, it didn't fully land for me in terms of, like, the political messaging. Like, I was also just, like... I wanted to see some more people fight and kill each other in the Battle Royale You'd have been, like, 10 when this came out or something. You'd have been, like... No, I don't think I was 10. What year was this? 2013. 2013. So, I would have So, 10 years ago? So... 
I think I would have been 16? 16-ish. Yeah. Yeah. A young boy. Yeah, I was dumb at 16 as well. Yeah. Like, I was real dumb. <laughs> of course you were, yeah. Everyone's dumb at 16. They don't know what's going yeah. on. It's if you're true, 16, yeah. you're dumb. It, yeah, yeah. stop listening to this and go be dumb. Go and play with your toy cars or something. Go read a fucking book, dummy. Yeah. Go and learn some politics and then watch <laughs> movies you saw when you were younger and then have them reframed for you. Um, well, 16 year olds no, are very I switched re- on these days. I think it's different than when we were 16. Yeah, because they got iPads and stuff now. No, I think the world is just different. Like, I think I think people are more politically switched on at a younger age now, just because like you kind of have, you have to, to be. be. <laughs> yeah, because everything's so shit. <laughs> I literally like uh, happy first birthday, my little child. Uh, I've just bought you a share to buy ISA uh, for your Great. birthday. Get saving because you're yeah. gonna need to. By the you time are. you're ninety, you could maybe afford a one bed. Yeah, um, if you're lucky. Right. If you're lucky. Uh, I don't remember having a strong kind of like, I, I don't remember it landing for me. I think I was just like, cool, that was something I saw and then never thought about it again. Mm. Um, I do, like, as time's gone on, I've seen a lot of people, like, a lot, I didn't realize this, a lot of people are like, this is, like, top tier. This is, like, top shelf stuff in yeah. terms of this franchise. Um, so I went into it being, like, I didn't, I don't remember seeing it that much before, but I was like excited because I was like, well, I'm going to see it now as an adult and have it reframed and blah, blah, blah. Um, I think it like there's there's some really fucking great stuff in this. And it's like my I enjoyed it quite a lot. And it's a good movie. I do think it like it's that weird middle child. It's not it it lacks a bit of the punch of the first Hunger Games and, and the revolution hasn't started yet. So it's that there's a lot of meanderings are like a too harsh a word, but there's a lot of setup for what's to come. And it's necessary, but like I didn't, it didn't grip me as hard. But I still really enjoyed the movie. Okay, it sounds like you hated it. No, I didn't. stop <laughs> it! No, I didn't hate it. What did you think? I think I disagree with that. I've, to me, I think this was more impactful than the first one. Like, mm-hmm. though, I was watching this today, and there were just moments where I was just like, "Fucking hell!" Like that is brutal. There's some really, there's some moments here which really just make you physically recoil in how like yeah. grim and shit they are and we can talk about some of those um i enjoyed this quite a bit more i enjoyed this a lot i had so much well, fun's probably not the right word but i really <laughs> i really enjoyed the Gail's getting whipped and nathan's like Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Good I, know, I, just, I really enjoyed what this film did like the story it told and and how it all came together the story is just it's so interesting and it's so mm. Uh, you know, there's great moments and tension, like immediately at the beginning where like uh, Katniss walks into the room and then like immediately fucking snows here and it's just like, oh shit, fuck, how's this going? And that conversation the whole way through, it's like, it's it's like a fucking game of chess. It's it's yeah, so tense yeah. and like they're saying like, oh, let's be honest, let's put our cards on the table, but there's still hidden meaning to what they're saying and everything like this. They're still talking in almost riddles and stuff and it's... It's very intricate, and I think it's very well done. And the whole, again, you know, we spoke last week about, like, the, how, you know, the scenes, like, in the in the capital and on the tour and stuff, and how, like, they're designed to make you angry. I feel like this movie just fucking builds on that tenfold, really. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. I think there's, there is an element of, like, the chess stuff is really accurate, because now it's the, after, I mean, at least for, like, three quarters of the movie, it's the aftermath, right? It's, like, yeah. now you've, you've won 
congrats you survived but as yeah. as um Hamish says there is there aren't winners there are survivors yeah um, exactly. and it's about now it's all about the moves they make to stay surviving yeah um and there's a satisfying component to this movie that is like everything in the hunger games the first one is very subdued level threat it's all under the surface bubbling yeah and then now in this one like you're getting nazis in the street you're getting like town square fucking executions it's like it's now it's all unraveling and like the control is the both sides of this soon-to-be war have no control anymore like it's just kind of i feel like before the capital were kind of like almost almost wearing a mask and being like Mm. oh we're the capital we care about you like yeah just do your work (laughs) Do your work, give us what we need to do, and you can have a happy enough life. And now, because of what happened in the games and because of the way people are starting to react to that, now it's almost as if the mask has been lifted and they're less uh, delicate about maintaining that image and are more like, fucking get in line uh, or Mm. you'll die. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, there is definitely, like, the mask is like a good analogy because it has absolutely slipped. They're like... Mm. With it, and I guess kind of it's it's kind of similar to what Snow says straight away. It's like he sees like his philosophy is the quicker way to get things done. He's very he's an effective man. Yeah. Right. He moves he moves effectively and quickly and doesn't like to beat around the bush. So it's the kind of a metaphor for the whole movie of like this will go quicker for everyone if we're just honest. You hate us and we're gonna crush you. Yeah. Is basically like is basically kind of how it comes about. That scene that you mentioned um, of him. Donald Sutherland, right, phenomenal actor anyway. Mm. But they they do this really interesting thing, and I don't know how they did it, where, like, he is such a... That tiny room, he is such a presence in it. Like, the desk... There's a big desk in that room, and he still feels comically larger than the desk. Yeah. Like, I don't know if you, like, picked up on that at all, but I don't, there's something about the framing. He He takes up space in that room. It's not his desk, but he's, like, on the right side of it, and he's like, take a seat. Yeah. All those kinds of little things. Very, very interesting stuff, I think. He knows he knows how to, to power play and to seem mm. probably more intimidating than he is. Because at the end of the day, he's just an old man. Like, what can he really do? Like, Yeah. Really. But but he is. He can be quite intimidating and stuff. All whilst, but, all whilst losing a game of 4D chess to Philip Seymour <laughs> Hoffman. Yeah. But, but also, I think that he's starting to realise that Katniss is someone who can also be intimidating because Katniss is scary because she's someone who's not as easily controlled as everyone else basically yeah yeah and and that's all he wants to do all he wants to do is control her and he kind of like you know puts things in motion in the beginning to to achieve that to control her to get her under his grip and and to to keep her in line and like kind of squash this rebellion before it even happens um but you know as we see that doesn't necessarily work out for him the whole nature of like the the surviving is is the only winning you can get and how like she can't be controlled but he uses like every resource in his back pocket to put her on display and is like i'm going to i'm going to put you on a pedestal and make you a puppet of mine mm. and when even when she plays along as the puppet and like those moments where like after the the there's a a riot and she what she witnesses someone get killed just because she's there and making a speech and he reacts to it there's this element of like 
even when she is his puppet, just her presence, just her being alive is powerful enough of a metaphor and a movement now that the power is out of her hands. She can tell these people to stop, but they won't believe that she means it anyway, if that makes sense. Yeah. 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 Anyway, go on. What were you going to say? Um, I think last week we managed to get through the whole episode without saying the words Jennifer Lawrence once. Insane. <laughs> Actually. <laughs> yeah. I don't, to be honest, I don't think we talked about the whole cast at all last week. I think I I think I said Liam Hemsworth, but that's because I couldn't remember his character's name. Okay, yeah. But that's yeah. about it. Woody Harrelson sucks. That's something we should say as well. Woody Harrelson sucks now. As a person, he sucks. He's just, yeah, he's a good actor. He's a good actor, but he's very much like, why do I even need to wear a mask? Like, yeah. <laughs> why do I need this vaccine, man? <laughs> you don't know yeah, what the government very... are putting in the vaccine, man. Uh, what are they off. putting in your THC, my friend? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, you want to be more concerned about that. He does um, have a very funny moment in this movie where Gail has been like fucking whipped in the street and then they get him back to to Katniss's place. And like her mum just like pours the rubbing alcohol on his back and he just grabs the bottle and just pours it in his <laughs> coffee. <laughs> that was quite funny. That man will mix anything with anything. Like he'll just be having a water, and he'll be like, yeah. a little vodka to go on the side of my water." That sounds good. Why not? Why not? Um. So th- this this the whole movie kicks off with like it's been a year. There's a uh, there's a victory tour going on. A little bit less than a year. Yeah, but like it's, it's, it's coming up. Yeah, yeah. Um. There's a victory tour going on, and it just like the, the victory tour in itself, like making them do another lap is just like this insane beat them into submission tactic. Like when you when you think about it, like obviously Katniss and Peter are kind of the more sympathetic villains. They're the the most humane people that could have won last time. But like theoretically this victory lap, if this is something that happens with all of the tributes, every every with every winner, what you're doing is essentially parading your family's killers in front of the families and then being like, look how rich they are now for killing your little child. Imagine like, like- the Korea fucking districts, like, on the Victory Tour. Oh, and, like, God, yeah. Yeah, because... <laughs> What's wrong with this crowd, man? Why is no one happy to see us out here today? <laughs> yeah. It's it's very gross and dystopic and just completely... Mm. And everyone is expected to, like, go there and, and, you know, and smile and be like, yes, thank you for coming, thank you for killing my family, and, and now thank you for giving us this honour of being part of the Hunger Games or whatever. It's, it's Yeah. The whole fucking thing is just so gross and disgusting. The when they get to District Eleven and they're just immediately like met with hostility and like because because this is mm. a district that is kicking off. This is Rue's district, so everyone's like fucking on edge and stuff. Um, yeah, uh, just the like immediate tension. Like it's there's no big welcoming parade or anything like that. It's just military trucks and a quick escort into the city and stuff. That whole scene, emotional as fuck. Just so, mm. so brutally emotional. Just because you got the little video of like Rue in the background as well, just like smiling and looking at Katniss. And it's, yeah. I was crying. And all they've, over again. they've literally put their family, Rue's family, on a pedestal. They've literally yeah. propped them up so that Katniss is eye level with them in front of the whole crowd. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then the, the way that whole fucking thing goes where the guy you know starts off the salute and then because of that he's just killed in the street in front of everyone mm. oh oh it's... that that like the door closing execution that moment like fuck dude yeah. <laughs> that's fucking 
moments. This is what word. I'm saying when I think there's like this this one is more impactful because there are moments like this that just really fucking sink in just how fucked like the the capital and the government is and stuff and just how ruthless they're they're trying to be to to squash this rebellion really mm. before, before it happens the and and the closing the door on it it's it's so effective because you just barely see it like yeah. just as the door closes the trigger's pulled and yeah and, and then it's closed and stuff but it's so well and the reaction on fucking katniss's face just the pure fucking horror and trauma from it all it's it's brutal yeah it, there's like this that yeah the moment the moment where like the train comes out of the thing and they just the vibe is so off it, the yeah. vibe is like because remember the last time we saw this district they were revolting they were like trying to knock over control towers and stuff like they yeah. were and that now obviously they have been broken down into submission at least as much as the they can be. be yeah yeah and it's obviously it's it's all just a kind of like a like a, a ticking time bomb isn't it like it's just waiting to go off and katniss's arrival does that even though she go like she goes over and i think like uh, the crux of it is that they have prepared flashcard speech uh and they both just refuse to talk from it like peter tries and then is actually like no this is wrong <laughs> like uh, there's there's a heartfelt kind of nature that needs to be provided to these people and it's just immediately the second he acts with any degree of free will, people suffer. And they, like, I know they didn't cause it, but them being there and them inciting that reaction is what kicked it all off and what got mm. that guy killed. Um, yeah, fucking hard, very hard scene to, to watch. And also just, like, great direction from an age rating perspective. Like, if you're going to have a, a live execution, it's a great way to just get yeah. around seeing a man's brains get blown out, so... Yeah, definitely. It's quite creative. Um, and then that kind of like just kicks off this whole borderline horrifying montage of them two of them just like playing the part of like good capital yeah. puppet while they're paraded around different districts and and giving the the pre written speeches and the fake smiles and all that sort of stuff. And one fucking moment in particular where you know, Katniss is like greeting, saying hello to the little girl, and she just looks up at her and says, "When I'm old enough, I'm gonna volunteer, yeah, just like you did." I was like, "I literally, I went fucking hell, like that is, yeah. oh, that's that's so horrific and so and that, disgusting." It, also, like from a character perspective, like that's the trade-off. Like the trade-off yeah. is she speaks from the heart and she speaks honestly, and she discourages what the capital are doing. People die. She becomes a role model. Mm. People die. They die later, but they still die. Yeah. And she continues this cycle. I've, I, I, I wrote down that it's like the, it's the choice. The soon as your name is called in the Hunger Games, or the second you enter into like volunteering yourself as the tribute in the Reaping, it's your choice is literally death, or your entire life from that moment onwards is devoted to just pushing this propaganda bullshit forever. Yeah, like there, there's no other choice. It's you die or you're the puppet. Um, like, and that, that's kind of like it's reinforced the, like, their engagement is needed to sell the lie. It's it, it's kind of like I think I fumbled this last uh, this last week um, when I said something like there's a there's an element to like the capital could have just let them both die but you said they needed a winner and you're absolutely right and you see that in the first 20 minutes of the movie they do need yeah. someone to perpetuate this shit for them yeah um yeah man just 
rough and that is a horrible montage and like they get into the capital to continue it and like one of the first things that happens is like a bulimia cocktail it's like jeez <laughs> like fuck Just this is horrible decadence for the sake of it like it's it's eating food just to eat food and not to live and survive and you know get what you need to it's so fucking decadent and disgusting and oh it makes me so angry yeah colorful macaroons versus katniss's half loaf of stale bread in the raining mud yeah like it's yeah i mean the parallel is i mean it's not like a laid out parallel but like when you consider what certain districts have and what others don't it's just like jesus christ um the i like that um gale is kind of like a metaphor for the momentum that the rebellion is kind of carrying now like there's this like in the first one of his first scenes in the first hunger games movie is him like we could just dip like we could run yeah and katniss is like no there's people but now he's the one that's intent on staying and it's like no you started something here and like we're responsible we have to finish this yeah Um, and I, i i like that i think his his character gets like a it's not that he didn't have much to do last time round. Like, he was obviously on the sidelines. And this movie, he gets to matter a bit more, if that makes sense. Uh, Yeah, a bit. I'm still not sure where I'm at on the whole Gale-Peter thing and that sort of stuff. Oh, like the love triangle, yeah. Yeah, it's it's the love triangle becomes more apparent in this movie. And, you know, right at the beginning, she does say, like, everything that happened in the first movie was bullshit. Like, it's not... Mm. It wasn't real. It was all for show for the cameras for the game and that sort of stuff, um, which is right. But also, like, but then this movie very much leans the other direction and just yeah, very kind of quickly turns the other way. And I still don't know how I feel about it, really. But yeah, it is I think it's it's not nice to watch because these are two people under normal circumstances that wouldn't look twice at each other. Yeah, but they, is, that, they, is that I, is that is. Just because of the circumstances that they're in, does that make it bad? I don't know. It's tough to say, and I think it is. <laughs> it's nuanced, right? It's not love triangle, fucking team Edward, team Jacob. It's not nonsense for the sake of it. It's definitely. It's making a comment on like the people you're pushed in together with. Yeah. Like you, you, you will form a bond with them because if you don't, you're completely and utterly alone. Yeah. Um, and like, like even like, um, I think her name's Joanna later on in this, like her district partner dies and, and she says like, he weren't much, but he was from home. Yeah. And like that, once that connection is gone, like you, the, everything you know from your world has disappeared at that point. Um, so I don't know, like it, it's tough to say, you, you think that like Katniss is, it, it, it definitely feels more genuine this time around. I think it is genuine. Yeah, yeah, I definitely. I think it's genuine. Like once they're, once, see, I, it's genuine, but I don't know where it, when it starts being genuine. I can't place that because, mm. like, as soon as like the the details of the quarter quell are announced, she's like, save Peter, like, make sure Peter lives, make sure he makes it through this. Um, but I don't necessarily get the sense that at that point she has. Like her feelings have changed and stuff. So, I when when things started to change, I don't know. I can't say for certain, but I do think they they have changed at some point. 
it's probably intentionally blurry, right? Like it's yeah. You're, she's she probably doesn't know that either. Yeah. Like at some point, it, oh, I mean, obviously, like the 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 whole like they walk into each other and fall over and have a little kiss in the snow, or for the for the cameras. That's obviously all shit. And all then, of like, that he, is very very clearly bullshit. Yeah. Yeah, because they they go back in the room and 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 he's like, "Hey, would you like a glass of water?" And she's like, "No, thank you, Peter. I'm fine." And Hamish is like. Jesus, you guys! <laughs> you need to yeah. get your chemistry back in order. Um, but yeah, no, I just I think that there's not a moment where Katniss realizes it. I think she just suddenly understands that she has these feelings, and like that is not a positive thing. I don't think. Like, I don't know, just that the reinforcement of like it, it just feels like another element of control is taken away from her. She can't even love the person she like truthfully that she wants to love. If, does that does is there something there? Do you know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying. I think you're wrong. <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> I don't mean in like a, a harsh way or anything. I don't. I just yeah, don't yeah. necessarily. That's not my interpretation of it personally. Like I just, fair. I just don't necessarily see it that way. I think there's something to be said. Oh, I don't know. It's it's hard to say about uh, seeing the last one, but I. I, I don't think it's as simple as, like, oh, love triangle, Gail, Pia, which one is she going to go for? She's got two hotties. One is significantly yeah. hotter than the other, but she's got two hotties <laughs> to, to choose from. Which one Which one is it going to be? Team Gail, team... I don't think it's, like, that fucking Twilight stuff at all. Um, yeah. there's, there's a lot more, like, deep deeper meaning between them. Like, fucking... She has a history with Gail. She actually knows him and that sort of stuff. But with Peter, you know, there's shared experience, there's shared trauma and bonding and all that sort of stuff that they went through. Um, and and I think there's something to be said about like you know not to not to jump to the ending, but I have read the book, so like there's something to be said about the fact that in the first movie there was quite a clear point where she speaking with Gail, and you and they were talking about like the future and children or whatever, and she was like, I'm never having kids because like. Why would anyone possibly want to raise kids in this absolute fucking hellscape that they live in? Why would she want yeah. to subjugate her family to that? And then, you know, not to spoil anything, but the end of the book, I'll, mm. I'll just say, was pretty obvious. But you know, yeah, she, she goes, she goes back on that. <laughs> <laughs> things change, um, but but also the situation she finds herself in changes as well so like yeah there's something to be said for that um so i don't know i don't know we need to see more i guess is what i'm saying for now we need to would you say we need to philip seymour hoffman <sighs> i thought that deserved more than a sigh i thought that was better than a sigh <laughs> i feel like if you had said that you would have thought that was hilarious i wouldn't because first of all <laughs> what sense does it make but... Philip Seymour. It's yeah, no, joke. I get it. I get it. But I'm not saying we need to see Philip Seymour Hoffman. <laughs> Fine. Fine. I thought it was funny. Do you know what? Fine. <laughs> um, I, I don't know if this is jumping ahead because oh no, yeah, there's there's a moment where like so their entire mission becomes like convincing Snow that like not convincing he knows full well that this is all bollocks like the act yeah. is bollocks he knows better he knows that he's, well, he's orchestrating straight, it he's straight up told her he said sell it make yeah. me believe yeah mm. and like that moment where like he sets off fireworks so that everyone turns around and Katniss stays looking at him and he's just he's just eyeballing her 
yeah, shakes his and head. And just shaking his head, yeah. Oh. Yeah. What a moment. Let's know he's not necessarily convinced. But also, it's kind of like, this is the point where his, his, his version of the plan or whatever is kind of falling apart because he might not be convinced, but everyone else is. Everyone else is yeah. loving this shit. Everyone else is loving every second of fucking Keela, Patness. It can't be Patness. That's terrible. Why not? <laughs> Patness is a gross one. That sounds sounds like a disease. Um, Patness. Why? But, but like keto, that sounds like a like a diet. Like it sounds. You're like thinking a, of keto. I am. Kato as well. It's a character in the first one. I guess it would have to be Patness. Patness. Yeah. I'm not keen on it, but we get what we're given. It's <laughs> we can't do much about it. I don't mind. I've, I've, Patness is there. That's probably their official ship name. If I search that up on AO3, I'm sure I'll find some shit. What is AO3? <laughs> I've told you this before. You'll never know. And you'll never need to know. <laughs> no. <laughs> don't worry about I feel like it's something I don't it. want to Google. It's not for you, Lawrence. <laughs> oh, no. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> um, after that, obviously, Snow's shaking his head. Um, and then he's like, I guess it's his chess move. In terms yeah. of Philip Seymour Hoffman is like pulling the strings on him, yeah. and he's like, maybe we could, you know, try and win back some public favor whilst also getting rid of some problems all in yeah. one. Yeah, um, genius. Like you don't, you don't get with, you don't understand his game at first, but no. genius. Yeah, very, very, very well done, Philip Seymour Hoffman. He's kind of got a, he's he's like works his way into a position where he's almost like the right hand fucking cunt to to Snow. And he's and he's got to play that fucking part like a fiddle. He's got to fucking balance that mm. so much. But I I think that kind of means that he has got to make some decisions, which mean that people will get killed as a result of it. Like he's like yeah. he he tells them to like step it up, bro. Like fucking make it harsher, make them all fucking fall in line and all this sort of stuff. Wedding executions, dress fucking executions, all this sort of stuff. Um, and it's all in the fucking, you know, to like all in this goal of eventually getting him to like come around to this, you know. Oh, here's an idea. What if we put them back in the games? Ha ha ha! Sort of thing. It it's absolutely him, just like kind of being. Uh, I mean, what is it? Is it Luthen, the Star Wars character yeah. in Andor? Yeah. Very much a case of like, I have to do some dark shit to get some good stuff done. What's the um, line? I like. I sacrifice myself for a sunrise I'll never see, or something like that. Yeah, lovely line. Yeah. Such a good line. Very good. Very well written. Pay your writers. Yeah, yeah. Please do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> while you're at it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but like his, I I really really enjoy his character because like once the ending reveal does happen, and I like this is something that I'm glad I completely forgot. I forgot he was on this side of the team. Yeah. Oh, I, I remembered um, it. Yeah, but yeah. But it, it's so it's such a rewarding like payoff because you're right like he is he's evil like the stuff he's yeah. saying like the, the speeding up the clock shit later on in the game and it's like to try and tell the fucking time now it's yeah. all performative for other people button pushers to be like oh this guy's a bit full on 100 percent um yeah very 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 cool uh very interesting and um. Yeah, just a, a, a really, really good character. He matches the vibe more of like someone that President Snow would listen to. Like the other guy yeah, was definitely. like a look at my cool suit. Yeah, <laughs> Devil Beard was like very fucking weird and 
And uh, you got you got the sense that like he fucking like lurked into that position and really had like was hanging on by a thread and didn't have like much authority like at all. Yeah. Um, but like fucking Philip Seymour Hoffman, the guy just exudes like fucking authority. He's like he owns that part and is like, yeah, I'm the head game maker, mm. bitch, whatever. That's um, yeah. Um, and then of course that leads on to like the fucking decision for like you know the the seventy fifth Hunger Games. It's a quarter quell. It's the it's the third quarter quell. Have one every twenty five years. Um, so it's a big special event. And what are they gonna do this time? They're gonna choose the victors from the the pool of already well surviving victors so what does that mean katniss you're off back in the games yeah I li- and yeah. i like how like there's a there's some degree of like there's no choice obviously but like yeah. there's there's a level of like you know peter's like there's a 50 chance it might not be me yeah but like katniss is just straight up like oh well it's yep, Katniss, but... yeah. She's she's she has to go back and like yeah. straight away. Like when when you see like the announcement and you just see the moment of realization on her, it's just immediately like fuck no, I can't handle this. I gotta go into the woods and just cry for a little bit because yeah, why not? That, yeah, that realization sequence as well because they've their emotions have been somewhat subdued for a <clears throat> while in trying yeah. to play the game of it all. Yeah. Um. But that that moment, which is like Hamish throws a fucking like bottle of whiskey. We've seen this man doesn't waste a drop. Yeah. Right? And he throws a bottle of whiskey at the TV. Like the I don't like I don't know if Josh Josh Hutchison has done much since this, but like that look of just complete fucking despair on his face. Yeah. When he realizes he's going back in, like just phenomenal work, and like obviously Jennifer Lawrence is. She's, like, fucking firing on all cylinders in this movie. But that moment, collectively, where those three very talented actors just go, oh, fuck. (laughs) Yeah. It's it's the final card. It's the ace. Like, it's a way of, like, let's get rid of all these victors causing us fucking problems. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, And then the, the reaping ceremony itself is just so again haunted the they mm. they put on a whole fucking pageant a whole ceremony and display to pick one name out of a bowl and they go to the trouble of having the big bowl and having one yeah, little uh, name on it and even effie like oh who's it gonna be <laughs> like mm. we know who it's gonna be like the whole charade of like and the and the victor is katniss everdeen and all this sort of stuff and then she has mm. to do the obligatory like go up there and all that sort of stuff it's Oh, it's it's so fucking. I don't even know how to describe it. It's just it all just feels so wrong, and like everyone there knows it's right. It's not a happy occasion at all. But then no. it's it's all dressed up as a big ceremony to be like celebrated and that sort of stuff. And it's just so. It's it's, it's like a it's a public punishment. It's a public humiliation for yeah. like everyone with a set of eyes can see what Katniss is doing. Yeah. So it's it's just a case of like. <clears throat> It's it's also like the bowl, like it's the illusion of like imagine if anyone else's name was in there. You can't see it's on a folded bit of paper, but you mm. know it's you, but you wish it wasn't you. And it's like, yeah, I don't know. There's just some some something really fucking like fascinating about that. And I, I, like last week as well, I was saying about like how Effie's character there's there's less of a Elizabeth Banks's character Effie. There's like less of a. It feels like her. She never really expands beyond like enjoying the capital when she obviously mm. is in a position where she sees how terrible it is and like 
I, never before have I eaten my words so quickly. Yeah, yeah, like, I, I really like great in this. She is really good. I really liked her character in this movie. I like straight away. There's there's quite a bit of growth from her, um, and the the way Elizabeth Banks played this scene is just the. She seemed like she was on the verge of crying like every time she looked at Katniss during this yeah. scene. Um, yeah, it was really well done. Really it's well like, done. It struck me as like a, a mother type figure having yeah. to pretend that everything's okay to their kids when they know yeah. it's dreadful. Yeah. I, I um, guess that's a good way of looking at it. You know, she's she's constantly having to like to put on this performance. Yeah, the performance kind of comes it's kind of who she is. The you know, the whole capital mm. aesthetic, the whole larger than life sort of thing but you can see that kind of starting to break down a little bit during this movie and it's it's really well done i like her a lot yeah no i think yeah she's phenomenal and like later on with the whole like Mm. the only way it's so fucking it's so subtle and the writing is phenomenal on this because it's like the giving they have all got their like gold emblems and pins and like fucking beads and stuff like they've all got their gold thing yeah, and like the only way she knows how to form a family is in this like materialistic like we should all have some gold so that we're together and as, yeah. as like a family, and like the only way she knows how to do that is through like a material possession, and it's just like this is all you know, isn't it? And your world is crumbling around you as you watch the people you love suffer. Yeah, um, very very good, very good um, indeed. Um, obviously Peter volunteers which was always going to happen well not necessarily always going to happen i guess if he got drawn then he was kind of fucked isn't he but like yeah that's i get like one story. way or another he wanted to go in yeah yeah that's true but yeah anyway then they go do the hunger games again yeah they go do the hunger they go do the titular hunger games yeah um there's there's what i love about this kind of build up to it is like everyone is all the all the victors are rightfully pissed off like I love that. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's like we were done. Also, there's an element of like, like gone is all the fanfare of the like the send out and the 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 training sequence. There's no like excited or nervous kids anymore. It's just a group of like some adults, and they're they're pretty much all just like this is dire. Like all... we can't believe we're back in this shithole again. <laughs> I think they're all mostly adults. I think Katniss and Peter are probably the youngest there. Really? Yeah, because like obviously, you get like Sam Claflin's character who won his Hunger Games when he was fourteen, but obviously that was some years ago. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. So yeah, they're all they're all they're all adults now. Yeah, they are the youngest ones there. I think. I really um, just enjoy the moment um, when once we get to the capital. Yeah, we'll do all the obligatory fucking shit, blah blah blah. But I like the just the moment of um, you know the chariots when they go out and they have the moments of everyone like, getting to see the victors and that sort of stuff. Um, it was a good moment in the first movie. It was even better in this movie with the outfits uh, catching on fire. Ha ha ha. Um, but then just the the look of defiance as like fucking Katniss just snare, stares down snow and just mm. refusing to like look away until the last moment. That was that was a really good moment. I enjoyed that. Yeah, she's, it's like Jennifer Lawrence has the like fucking eight ability of a fucking owl, man. Like her yeah. neck was not fucking moving. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's it um, very good. Yeah, just also like I just love that. Like, it's it's that moment where like, and Sinner says it before they go out. Like, stare straight ahead. You're above yeah. this, and you want them to know it. And she's like, that shouldn't be a problem. And she goes out, and like she listens to it. But then when she sees Snow dead eye in her, yeah. she's like, you think you can frighten me, man? You're fucked. Like, get yeah. fucked. Um, That's great. It's mm. it's very good. 
Um, I fucking love Joanna. She's so good. She's so good. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, I love her so much. She's like introduced us, and it's kind of like this. Haha, look at me, look at my boobs. I'm gonna steal your boyfriend or whatever. But that's yeah. not her character at all. It's it's kind of like set up as like, oh, we're gonna be rivals because we're girls, and you know, we're we're the girl rivals yeah, yeah. and that sort of stuff. And I'm the bitchy mean one. And watch out, because I'm going to fucking kill you in the arena. <laughs> Let's mm. have fun. But she's not that at all. She's she's fucking pissed at being here. That's what she is. And that, and I love it. We have this moment during, like, you know, the interviews with Caesar where she just, like, flips out, basically, and is like, <laughs> fuck you, man. Like, I shouldn't be here. I fucking won. And now I'm yeah. back. You cunt. Like... <laughs> I love that sequence as well because Caesar, like, he has an answer for absolutely everything. He's a talk show host. His yeah. job is to be on his quick on his feet in terms mm. of like witty retorts and stuff. And he just goes, "Well, that's one woman's opinion," and it's just like, <laughs> yeah. "You had nothing there, did yeah. you, brother?" Like, <laughs> yeah. That whole sequence um, is very good. That whole and and the just the defiance and the way they lose control of it really mm. with everyone there. It's very good. Oh, it, it just unravels. And this is, this is something I was going to say um, where it's like, why I, I fucking adore it about this sequence is like every single one of these people, mm. like there's, it's a, it's a cocktail of, they are pissed off because they shouldn't be there because yeah. this wasn't the, this wasn't the term. They, these weren't the terms when they signed up. Yeah. Well, signed, signed up in air quotes <laughs> as well. Um, the second ingredient of Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com/switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. The cocktail is obviously none of these people are well emotionally adjusted. Oh, like, no, they're all traumatized. Every single, yeah, every head. single one of them has just a burning problem underneath yeah. a lot of trauma. Um, and, and the third ingredient of the cocktail, and it comes out in the scene, is that, like it or not, unfortunately, you can't exploit these people because they've already played the game and they get the game. Yeah. So now they're like, well, the previous game was to get these people to love us. Now they already love us. We have the power to influence them in a way that we didn't have before, and now we can get them to spin on them. Yeah. And they love us more than they love the game. We're characters. And it's it, there's something so brilliant about that. And like Peter starts off this whole movie like kind of being disconnected from his natural charm that he had in the last movie. But then like that moment again where he's just like, you know, my only regret, regret would be the baby. Such and like, a fucking oh, good move. Fucking a genius up the sleeve, man. 
Like yeah. that is like, especially to what you would assume is like quite a conservative audience. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, come on, these are these are all pro lifers. Like oh, every single one of these. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, and like. Obviously, it, it, that achieves two things. One, it shows us Peter is an incredibly capable character and he hasn't lost it from mm. his previous movie despite being beaten into submission. Yeah. Um, and the second thing it shows us is just that the capital are like... Like, whether people know it's a fucking move or not, they're just like, yeah, we're happy to be like the TV network that endorses killing a pregnant woman. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> like, they're yeah. just... They have no consideration for how that looks on them to the public yeah um, definitely definitely and this this is kind of the moment where it like starts to unravel for snow and the capital really yeah. like this is where like oh was this the best idea putting all these guys together and, and doing all of this because maybe there might be some problems with that yeah <laughs> um, oh, you, hang on a minute you mean putting all the, the most talented killers that we fucking trained to hate us yeah in one room is a bad thing well oh, silly us we should have seen this coming Maybe that's a bit um, of an issue. Um, I will just say before we get into the games and the events, um, another moment when they go for their assessments and go to get their scores done. Um, Peter, like I feel like Peter when when Katniss goes in, there's like a mural of Rue on the ground mm. with like you know like in the flowers and how she was buried and stuff, and it's we get the impression that Peter painted that like peter did that with his like bakery skills or whatever and it's like yeah did he do that intentionally to piss her off so she would then do this kind of thing because then what she does is like she mm. does the oh you've you killed rue all of you you fucking killed rue fuck you and then the fucking amazing thing she does just to fucking the dummy and fucking writing seneca crane on it and drawing his weird beard and then just hanging him like yeah so fucking good and such a powerful fuck you to all of these people that that's the thing with with peter isn't it and his character because he's like obviously we've said it for two of these movies now he is fucking so he's the best game player there is he's yeah. so good at this stuff um yeah. and, and selling this stuff and i think there is an element of like he wanted to go in there and like th this is all for show this is all just like these, these, these games could be over in five minutes. It doesn't matter. Snow just wants the result. That was the problem with the first game. It was too much telly, mm. not enough murder, and not quick enough. And now Snow just what this this whole game has been set up so that Snow can get rid of twenty four problems, um, or twenty three problems, and then just probably shoot the other one. Um, and so like, I don't know. All of this for show. Like you've got ten, you've got ten minutes to show us your chosen skill that you've seen. A, you've seen them all win. It's it's irrelevant to do this, so I feel yeah. like there's an there's an element of Peter that is like, fuck you. But then n saying it, you're right. Like there is a consideration that's probably just like, I need to get her riled up because it's more important that people see that she's pissed off. Yeah. Than me being like pissed off. I'm like the baker's boy. It doesn't fucking matter what people think about me. Yeah. Um. So yeah, no. I guess I guess there is relevance to that. I quite I quite enjoyed that sequence. Well, I, I enjoyed it in the way of like. Katniss sticking it to to a bunch of fucking suit cunts. Yeah, I enjoyed it. It was good. It was very good. Um, pull one out for my man. Pull one out for the number one sought after fashion designer in the world. Oh, Senna. Yeah. Oh, yeah. gut was... fucking wrench. 
That was, that's that's fucking brutal as well. Mm. Just the way like Canis has to watch it happen, really, because they like, they purposefully delayed her fucking tube going up so she could see it. Like the yeah. countdown was done, and then she's like, "Why not going up? What the fuck's happening?" And then in yeah. march the stormtroopers, and then fucking bang. <laughs> see you later. In their new costumes, you were right. They look so much better. <laughs> They're not they like do. goofy time lords anymore. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not like, look at my knee pads. They're like yeah. actual, they look like soldiers now. Um, mm. Yeah. No, that, that sequence in itself is just fucking brutal because it's just mm. like, it. you know it's coming because you see that he did the dress and then they purposely are like, Sinner is great and a great fashion designer. And you can just see Snow seething at the TV. Yeah. As he like blows a kiss to Katniss on stage and is getting his, 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 his dues. Um, I, there's something about the the nature of like just the brutality of it like he just gets fucking one banged and his like he cracks his face off of the fucking tube yeah that Katniss is in it's brutal it's hard to see it's it's hard to watch now I have said many times on this uh, show that I don't like a switching aspect ratio <laughs> I don't like it I don't want it alright pick one and <laughs> stick to it If you're going to make a movie, make a movie and just choose how it's framed, all right? I don't need all this switching back and forth. I don't like it, all right? This works pretty well, I will say. (laughs) You do know it's not a style choice, right? It's It's a way it's filmed. (laughs) No, it's a style choice. It kind of is because, like, you can film it one way and then just fucking crop it or whatever. Yeah, if you can you're downsize gonna, it. Yeah, if you're going to film it, then, like, have a consistent frame for it. That's my thing. I want consistency yeah. in the movie that I watch, you know? Yeah, I don't you like find it very switch. distracting when it's I do find back it, and forth. I do find it very distracting. I like it when we can see the transition, though. If I can see okay, the transition, yeah. then it's good. If I, if <laughs> it fucking it just immediately cuts, then it's very jarring, and I don't like it, okay? Yeah. But if I can see the transition, like it, like this happens, the, it's a great transition, by the way. Just the fucking from the tube into the arena as the fucking the bars come down and stuff, and the and the screen grows. Uh, very well done. And it, if I'm not mistaken, I feel like the entire game segment is in the fucking IMAX format. Yeah, I so I was I knew that there was a big aspect ratio. <clears throat> like a lot of people enjoyed the transitions in this movie. Um, and I, I paid quite close attention to it. It never switched back. It was in the IMAX, uh, the IMAX uh, aspect ratio mm. right up until the moment Katniss snaps awake and she's yeah. out of the game. Yeah, and I noticed that. And I was like, mm. oh, we're back. I didn't like that. Like that, that was. I jarring. thought that was a nice and abrupt. I thought that was nice. No, but but that's the thing; it's too abrupt. I don't like it. It's the, <laughs> the the quick changes. I don't like it. Like again, because that's when it's making me be like, oh, pick one, you know, pick one and stick to it. <laughs> Unless yeah, I can but... see it. The the Mandalorian did it very well in the fact that like the bars went up as the fucking big worm thing was coming out of the cave, and then mm. they went back down as Din got on the fucking the speeder bike and, and drove off. They came back down. They slowly came yeah. back down. You could see it happen both times. Um but this it's just started off very well but closed off quite bad. So uh, see I, I like that. I think that snap that snap back to just fucking like I don't know, if it, it felt like the the game opened up this fucking breath of possibility and like 
allies and and friends to be made and that kind of stuff. It was a way less bleak version of the games. See, for me, the way I would have done it, Spider-Man Lotus style. Uh, <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> That, that's to say like, I can do it better that's what I'm kind of getting at oh I see you're right <laughs> not, I was like I thought you were that, like the, not the directorial racist. choices of Spider-Man Lotus no 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 <laughs> what see for me what what I think personally would have been a better option is a snap Katniss fucking snaps awake on the table it's still in the IMAX format alright she snaps awake on the table as she like freaks out and slowly realizes where she is and where she and what's going on around her and stuff, the bars mm. slowly come in, closing in on her. It's kind of like an almost paranoia thing, sort of. Yeah, uh, I mean, sort of it, it gives off the same. It's the same messaging, isn't it? It's the same meaning behind the change. I guess you're just you just want it presented in a smoother. Yeah, I way. do. Yeah. I do. I want it Fair smooth. enough. Fair enough. I don't like it just quickly switching. It takes me out of it every time. Fair. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Anyway, the Hunger Games. Yeah, sorry, this is the <laughs> Hunger Games episode. Um, right, let, we, we're straight into the games. The first thing that Hamish told her not to do last time was go for the bow. However, yeah. Katniss has been purposely thrown off her game watching a close friend and confidant get brutally fucking beaten to death in front of her. What does she do, Nathan? She goes straight for the bloody bow. Straight like away. I think she's angry. Very good. Hmm. She's angry. She just saw one of her friends and mentors get fucking killed. So, like, yeah, let's, let's get a bit of blood. Why not? Let's go for it. Let's do it. I like that this this portion of the game... Snow is Snow's only saving grace to this dumb-as-rocks plan he's concocted yeah. is to show Katniss as a bloodthirsty killer now. Yeah. He's like, I really wish that Katniss would start being the exact opposite of what she is. <laughs> like, yeah. is what he wants to happen. Yeah. Um, although, I see it. I see, like, because there are moments where she, she is struggling with certain calls to make. And is very much like, we survived last time because we were fucking smart about it. And if we're not smart again, she is obviously not working with all the information. And you get that sense because there are, there's some, there's some suspicious moments. Um, there's there's a lot of people out. who know a lot more than her. Yeah, and you get yeah. that like straight away, like fucking um, Sam Claflin's uh, Finnick. He's got like a gold, a piece of gold on him, and she's like, "Who the fuck is Sam Claflin?" Sam, mate, Sam Claflin. This was his fucking era. He was loving life. He? He's in, he's in um, Love. I think the movie's called Love Rosie. He's Finnick in this movie. The very charming. I know who Finnick is. I liked Finnick a lot. Um, yeah. But Sam Claflin. Let me just have a look he, here. He's in Amelia Clark Loves Me. Uh, Why is I've Jack no Quaid third build in this movie? Yeah. I, I, probably he's, he's... Isn't he like the third character to show up? Oh, oh it is. It, it's, it does say in credits order. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. He is actually. Um, yeah. Because he's... Yeah. He played... The, he <laughs> showed up to film his death again. I think they just rotoscoped it from the last one. And just put no, it it's definitely location. no, it's definitely new footage. It was definitely filmed again. Was it? Yeah, that would be very impressive if they just rotoscoped it. True. Yeah, yeah, that would be quite quite cool. Um, yeah, Sam, you, you reading up on Sam guy? Claflin? Oh, I'm trying to find him. Sam Claflin. Is he? Yeah, I'm trying to find him. You dickhead. Well, I mean, a simple Google search should reveal his. I'm like, looking on the IMDb work. list. Oh, what's he been? Me before you. Love Rosie. Um, I was in last he... night in Soho as punter number five. So clearly oh, no. he's 
he's on to big and bright things. He was the copper. He was the copper that told the girl to watch out or something. Yeah, was but this is my note. Oh, he Sam plays Claflin. Mycroft Holmes in Enola Holmes. There we are. Sam Claflin is way too talented for his career to not be on in obscene highs right now. He's so fucking good. He's really good. Yeah. Well, it's not. But it's not. It's not gone well for him, which is a shame. He's got the movie star quality, man. He's, he looks great. I liked uh, the character of Finnick. I like that he's when a bit much like um, fucking Joanna when we were introduced to them. He's um, oh, a bit of a dickhead, a bit of a charming, mm. sexy, handsome dickhead character, really. Um, but he's he's just a nice guy. Like he's just yeah. a he's just a very nice guy. He cares clearly a lot about fucking Mags, the old woman from his district, and he'll do what he can to to protect her and stuff and yeah he is just like a nice guy who cares about the fucking revolution and stuff so yeah it's like it, yeah it's funny because yeah he comes away and straight away like uh, like he's been he's been written as this just like guy that you'd be like oh fuck like I, i'm actually excited to get back in the hunger games and kill you you're fucking annoying yeah like, he like the whole like me and you we should enjoy the sweeter things shouldn't we it's like he's got a literal sugar cube in his mouth it's the fucking it's the 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 fault in our stars, like I give the cigarette the power to kill me, but I don't smoke it. So, or something like that. it's it's bollocks. He's being a cool guy. Yeah. TM. Like it's it's terrible. And then yeah, he just gets into the games and he's like, Yeah, I'm I'm just a good guy. I'm, I'm a, a cool nice guy. bloke. Yeah. <laughs> um very, very good. Um I like him quite a lot. Um I that that's the first clue, isn't it? He flashes the gold bracelet and she's like, Where'd you get that? And he's like, Where'd you think? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um yeah, very very good stuff. I love that it's not as much of a bloodbath this time round because they're all smarter than to just run in and start trying to kill each other. Yeah. Yeah. There are there are a few deaths straight off, but they're kind of like it kind of like seems the, the, to quiet down. The Korea down. district fucking morons. <laughs> yeah. It seems to like quieten down pretty quickly and then they like just split off, I guess. Mm. Yeah. I do like the the kind of like the hectic nature of it like immediately like when she comes up she's like looking for peter but can't find him just because of like the way it's designed and also love the design of like this game as well the fucking so good the clog face and the fact that they have to swim to get to the the cornucopia and stuff yeah that's cool yeah immediately just puts you in like a an environment you're not in control of half yeah. as much as you were the last time um or at least for katniss's last time um it's what the, the the detail that I love this time round is there. She's been out of the games for a bit, right? She yeah. hasn't heard that stupid trademark cannon sound effect in yeah. a while, and the first time she hear it, hears it, it rocks her shit so hard. She's like, "Fuck, fuck, 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 fuck." Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Very. That's good. a good point. You actually would probably have like severe fucking trauma of that sound, wouldn't you? Mm. Like yeah. any time that goes off, that means someone's dead. That could mean Peter's death. Like any time yeah. that goes off. So, mate, it's like like fucking like like veterans and ex-soldiers and stuff like have a hard time with fireworks, and it's like I yeah. wonder why it's traumatizing. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It, it's it's a it's it's a good like I like that first of all you you really get the sense that like this game they're just trying to get it done like it's they they go somewhere and they're like everyone's too allied up for my liking poison fog evil monkeys like just the the game is throwing so much shit at them for them 
to be killed, but they're they're all just smarter than that. They just outmaneuver it every time. The the poison fog is interesting. I really like the moment, like wh- whether you know they're they're resting, whatever they're taking a nap on the first night, but then Kynes is awake, and she just sees the the fog just slowly descending, and it's so eerily silent. There's not there's like no noise whatsoever, but just the fog slowly trickling in. And you know, mm. we're not quite sure what it is. We don't know what it does. Is it dangerous? Is it not dangerous? What's gonna happen? It's probably dangerous. But like Yeah, um, it's not gonna like it's not perfume, is it? It's not gonna no. make it smell nice. <laughs> it's not gonna give you candy and like warm hugs, is it? Like, let's be honest here. It it, it overwhelms Katniss and she's just like, mmm, freshly mown grass. Like it smells so nice. <laughs> that is poison to me. I have hay fever, so that would be ah, fair. Yeah. quite poison. Um yeah, and and just really visually very good and um looks awful as well like the way the fucking skin just blisters and bubbles up as soon as like it touches you Ugh, not pretty does not look good i like i do like that like this game is both harsher than the first but also more forgiving like mm. katniss gets like a slight gash in her leg in the first one and has to sit on a tree and apply like fucking pseudocrim to it for like a day for it to heal up whereas in this one it's like the, the the poison just like yeah like you say like scars their face and gives them like all kinds of afflictions and stuff yeah. and then like they're like quick rub it in the water that's part and part of the movie being like Jennifer Lawrence can't look like this for the rest of this thing <laughs> like we can't do that the water heals uh, quick everyone get in the healing yeah, water <laughs> yeah everyone get in the fountain of youth quickly uh, for a wash um yeah no it it's an interesting uh, the, I mean the clock in itself they find this out a little bit later on but like the the it being split into essentially twelve slices of the fucking world pizza, and each of the slices have a different threat, and it constantly mm. rotates, and it, you just basically just have to keep going round the clock. You can't rest for even an hour. Um, it's brilliant. I just reckon. A- I reckon you could like if you like if you avoid one, if you manage to like if you fight off one threat every. If you fight off one threat, you not then have a free 12 hours or whatever? Yes. So this is my thinking. Because yeah. we obviously, last time we realized that we would solve the games by just simply getting to the bow. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and I still winning. would do that. Just let me be clear. Yeah. I'd still get to the bow immediately. <laughs> I'd like, everyone would be getting in the water. And what I would do is belly flop on them. <laughs> and they, okay. they'd be like, oh, no, I'm drowning. And I'd be like, that sucks, man. But yeah. I'm winning. <laughs> and then the cannon would go off and I'd be like, victory. Um right. But no, like my my thinking is, let's say just for argument's sake, I'm at one p.m. Or yeah, one at one. I'm at number one. <laughs> yeah, you're at number works. one. Yeah, yeah. I'm at number one, and then what happens is um, the threat at twelve is yeah. happening. It's going on. It's about to tick over to one. I would endure the one second of pain it would take for me to take one step in back into twelve, and then wait yeah. there for twelve hours. Yeah, exactly. Just do These the fucking. Dumb, dumb. Just do the the blood rain one. Like, yeah. oh, it rains blood. Okay, I can get over that. Yeah, yeah it's blood. <laughs> just don't drink it, and you'll be fine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think they said it was pretty hot. Blood. I think they said it was pretty hot, like boiling to the touch. Like, I think. So, oh, I see. Well, yeah. you know, I've 
I've actually poured a bit of kettle water over me before. I can take yeah, it. Yeah, just like hide under a fucking branch or something. It'd be fine. You know when you open the oven door too quickly and you're like, oh, it's <laughs> bloody hot in my face. Yeah. I can, you get a I can blast this. just in your face straight away. Yeah, I got yeah. this. I can I can take that for one second. That's fine. Yeah, yeah that's fine. You watch the game and just, the game would see that and like wait 12 hours and be like, is this what he's doing? Fucking moron. And just eviscerate me with lightning blasts or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that and that's the thing about this games as well it just never because it's more vicious right you just it's not fair in any capacity oh it's so not fair it's unrelenting this one like yeah. they don't get a second to like fucking recover <laughs> before the next threat is here really yeah basically um i i don't know about you obviously this is it's the hunger games so they yeah. have to spend some time in the hunger games yeah but like it, it, you get this is this is for me where it got a bit this is what i was talking about about the meandering it got a little bit like all right let's let's keep it rolling at this point okay like i liked learning a bit more about joanna um i liked the relationship between um finnick and mags and obviously like how Hamish would say at the beginning like he cares a lot about this woman so that's a weakness you can exploit and it's not it's its biggest strength because she sacrifices herself and he goes I've got space on my back. Better pick up Peter. Like mm. it's it's, it's it very sad being... when she sacrifices herself as well. Yeah. Oh, and that that thing about like how like Katniss is just straight away back in the zone, and she's like, um, you know, well, I mean, she's like fucking sixty odd. Like she's not gonna make it through this. And Hamish is like, yeah, and it will be a damn shame. She's a fucking lovely person. Yeah. She's really nice. And she's like, oh, oh yeah, I forgot these are people for a sec. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um. But yeah, no, I, this is where it gets a little bit slower for me. I like Jeffrey Wright. I like all the characters. They're all doing interesting stuff. That was stuff. a surprise. I didn't know it was Jeffrey Wright. I was like, oh yeah. shit, it's Jeffrey Wright. He hasn't, like, he's aged, but like, he looks great. He's like, hardly aged. Yeah, he looks, like, what I'm saying is, like, the, how Jeffrey Wright looks now, he looks fantastic, considering this is how he looked 10 years ago. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um... But yeah, very, very good. Uh, do, do you see what I mean about it getting a bit slower here? Mm, not really, to be honest, no. I was always engaged but, with it. There was, yeah, ne- yeah. there was, I was, there was never during the game sequence. There was never any moments like, "Oh, let's go," you know. I was never bored or anything. Yeah, no, fair enough. Um, yeah, cool. Um, there's what is there? There's oh, the 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 birds, the the like. Are they Jabber Jays? Jabber Jays, yeah. Yeah, they they copy the sound of your screaming loved ones. And that, like, was, that was pretty brutal, yeah. Yeah, and like everyone's like, they're not real. It, they're not here. And Phoenix's like, yeah, but like, where do they get the sound from, you fucking morons? Like, Maybe our plan of just like hopping over from one slice into the next wouldn't necessarily work because like it seemed to be that there was a force field that was stopping them because Katniss couldn't get mm. through. She had to stay there for an hour and wait out the fucking the thing. Oh yeah, maybe. Yeah, so maybe I, we're not. Do you that reckon clever. it stops working? Do you reckon it's right up to the top of the dome? Because Katniss climbs the biggest tree I've ever seen at one point in this movie. So we could get real high. Like she's like looking for like fresh water. Oh, like also, what's the what's the science behind that? Hamish gives her the magic water trees stick well trees have water in them so that that's that then that's that's the science behind that (laughs) 
I guess. I don't understand. I'm not a fucking like hunter. I don't know how this shit works. I don't, I don't go into the wilderness for fresh water. I get my. I don't think it's. I, I don't think it's like a real thing. But like. Oh okay. No, it's just put it in a fucking tree and drink the water. Bear Grylls is listening to this, just punching his iPhone. Right? <laughs> that was also that that moment. The first time they did that, that was deeply erotic as well. Like <laughs> what? It was very erotic, man. Like the the way it was filmed and the way like. Particularly with um, Peter and um, uh, Finnick, just the way they were open mouthed, just drink, open mouthed, eyes closed, very pleasured look on their face, just drinking it's, from yeah, the water. Was, they were dehydrated and starving. Yes, they needed and it water. looks erotic. Look, don't <laughs> hate don't. me. Don't. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't, Lawrence, but. Trust me, it was erotic. Okay, I don't, I don't know about that. Of uh, course you don't. <laughs> what does that mean? You know what he means. You're aggressively <laughs> heterosexual. <laughs> Trust me, it was very erotic. That was something I was going to say earlier. You said that there was a clear hotter choice. Um, I think Peter looks much better in this movie. I think he looks a bit beefier. I think his hair doesn't look like fresher. Liam Hemsworth, though, does he? No, but like, there's a like. There are people out there that would prefer the vibe of Peter. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah, definitely. Everyone's got different tastes and stuff. Um, uh, to be honest, they're both very attractive in in different ways. They're really. both movie stars. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Everyone's very attractive in this. <laughs> it's true. Um, yeah. Uh, what, what, what else? You got any points on any stuff that happens in the games? Monkeys. Monkey, I like the monkeys. I like the monkeys too. It's cool. I, I like. I like. They're very. They're not cute, but like. No. They're not. all. They're all small and a bit scary, and they're like. Captain's like, come over here slowly, and then they they all just start like Power Ranger style, just taking out these fucking monkeys. I'm there like, was, oh no. There was one moment where they were they were running away, but then you saw like Finnick just like fighting a few of them off with them with his spear or whatever his trident, and I'm like, I'd just love to see the footage of that without the monkeys. And just yeah. him swinging away at clearly nothing, and, <laughs> and just seeing how it looked. Really, There's, that's what I was thinking about this one mm. as well. Like they obviously Katniss's whole thing is the bow and arrow, and in the yeah. first one, like she uses a bow and arrow well, but like in this one, she's got to do some intense action set pieces with her bow and arrow. So they, there's she, a very. She also seems like immediately a lot more skilled with the bow and arrow like, yeah. like yeah. in the first movie like she's pretty good with bow and arrow but in this she's like a deadly assassin with a bow yeah. and arrow it, it went from like yeah she can catch game she's a great shot she's got a very mm. steady hand and a clear eye and now yeah. it's like yeah you're right she's, she's also assassin yeah she's yeah. Hawkeye. <laughs> and further proof of that uh this movie was the one where they switched it up um jennifer lawrence is holding the bow but not drawing a single arrow um, obviously the ones for in, the ones in close up, yeah. But you know, yeah. in the monkey fight sequence, I think it's a just, rule. I think it's a law that you can't have arrows on a set, like physical arrows. Yeah, no, you, you yeah, probably not. Um, because like, I remember, I remember that that was a bit. That's a big thing, like with actually with the TV show Arrow. Like Stephen Amell, noted dickhead, like said that he's <laughs> he he actually never fired a single arrow for real on the show because you can't mm. because it's it's health and safety it's so fucking dangerous to do that like yeah you actually can't have an actual arrow 
in the they'll, world. They'll be the blunted prop ones that are like for close-up shots. I don't even think you can alien. do that. I, don't, I think they're all entirely CG. I think they have to be. Wow, okay. Yeah. Yeah. They I, are I, narrow, like the, I know that. But, you know. Yeah. Um, I, I th- yeah, I just, I was going to say about like Jennifer Lawrence's performance of like, like when you think about how hard that is to do, like, because this is not, going to be much for audio listeners but like you would have to like pull from your back have extend Mm. your hand all the way up before you then pretended you had a straight and narrow rigid object in your hand yeah and like it's a it's a hard thing to perform especially when you're like also remembering you've got to hit like a million marks for some cgi monkeys that were in production a year ago (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's crazy it's 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 talented and there was like obviously there were action set pieces in the last one but nothing to this extent i think it weren't, yeah. They weren't as like high intensity as as this stuff is. Yeah, definitely, definitely. All very um, well done, I think. Um, yeah. Is there much else to say on the games and stuff? Or no, I don't think so. They have the good. They have the good plan. Um, the plan which everyone else knows all along is just to break them out. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that Katniss doesn't know that, and they keep her in the dark. And that very easily could have gone sideways for them because they just don't account for the fact that there's two other murderers in the in the area that don't know this plan. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no, I like it. I like that look on Snow's face when Katniss like aims the bow, and like yeah. aims it upwards, and he's like, "Oh no, <laughs> this, That's no, a great this is not moment. what I thought." That's such a great moment when she just mm. like fucking takes out the arena, basically. So yeah. good. And they do the Matrix thing. They lift her up like Jesus. Um, <laughs> they do lift her up like Jesus, yeah. They do. I mean, it, it's the Matrix. They did the <laughs> Matrix thing. Yeah. Um, where the machinery picks up Neo. Um, the machinery. They're, they're the machines. They're the characters. The machines. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just someone in a forklift picking up Neo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah. Um, great sequence. Um, and And... It's all revealed. It's all revealed that I don't know when they had the time to plan all this, but they did. Yeah. Um, well, oh, yeah, that's a good point, really. When did Hamish come on board? When did everyone? How long has Hamish been on board? You know, is he, is was he just always as upset as everyone else was? How long is the revolution um, mm. been going on for? Really, we're not not quite sure at this point. That's true, yeah, because it's not just a, like this is this is the this is the first public assault. This is the first yeah. ground level thing. But like, how long has this shadow stuff been going on? Like, you get the impression yeah. Philip Seymour Hoffman's character has obviously had to work his way up in the ranks to get to the position he needs to be in. Well, there's there's a whole fucking organization of it. By the time we mm. get to District Thirteen, like, there's a leader in charge. There's a fucking whole. There's a fucking propaganda wing. So like, there's oh, Jessica Chastain. Is that who it is? I think it's Jessica Chastain, or or no, it's not Jessica, Jessica Chastain. It's some Ooh, someone Jessica more. Chastain? Jo- she Joanna plays Moore. the the leader. No, I think it's I I, I want to say Joanna Moore, but I'm also very conscious that I think I'm getting that completely wrong. Um, Coin. I know her name's Coin. It uh, is, yeah. Juliana Moore. Oh, okay, okay. Also, like that's a whole point as well. Like Philip Seymour Hoffman's character doing bad to do some good. Like the first sign that this rebellion could be headed down a pretty familiar yes. path as well. Yeah, and I think the third one is my least favorite. Okay, and, okay. I, and I think there's 
that that's partly why I think there's some issues that kind of come up in the depiction of all that stuff, but we'll get into that when it comes up. But yeah, but yeah, I'm interested to see how I how I react to that, and even if I have seen the first one. But but yeah, that's that's definitely going to be something to look out for. Fair enough. Um, yeah, much else much else to say other than yes, I'm just just super one thing. I uh, really enjoy. Um, it's it's a huge fucking moment um, in the book when like because um, the first time I watched the movie I didn't really care because I was like yeah whatever fucking movie not that great or whatever but then when I was reading the book it's such a huge moment in the book such a fucking there is no District 12 that's like oh, yeah. a fucking like fucking mm. huge moment and it's it's really played well in this I think I think Gail delivers that line uh, Liam Hemsworth it's it's a really well delivered line that place has just been fucking obliterated to dust yeah. and mm. yeah interesting it's very interesting and it's it, you're right it is a great delivery and then like like what Jennifer Lawrence is able to do with her face in the final yeah. 30 seconds of this movie is just like I know she's won an Oscar I'm pretty sure she's won an Oscar um, she has yeah but like I don't know if this got nominated but like it's probably not the type of movie to get nominated for stuff no I don't think so no but like this is some of her best work genuinely I've seen a lot of Jennifer Lawrence stuff and this is like this is good shit from yeah. her very good stuff yeah just like the it's it's the last the safe haven was her home the the whole point of the the Hunger Games is to bring glory and honor and riches to your district and to have them be rewarded by just getting their city obliterated is something else entirely. Oh, quick little thing, because uh, it's way too late to circle back to it. Um, the um, commander fuckhead of the Stormtrooper Brigade. Oh, yeah. Just just like backhanding Katniss and then Hamish being like, my brother, you have no, <laughs> not a clue what you are doing in this scenario. Yeah. Like, you're going to kill three victors. <laughs> Like, what are you doing, my guy? And he's like, well, the next time I see you acting up, it's the firing squad. And everyone's like, okay, mate, sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whatever you say, Colonel Fuckhead. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Um, yeah, good moment. Any little things or, or are we good to do some recommendations? No, I have no little things. Just uh, good. And I'm excited for uh, to watch The Mockingjay parts one and two in two weeks. Yeah, I hate the, the, how we've done this. Like, yeah, wouldn't it have been nice to just watch a movie and then just have a break? Now I'm just like, I've watched a lot of stuff in the last two days to catch up with this podcast and the recordings for the other podcast. So it's like now I'm like, I should be wanting to have a break, but now I want to watch two more movies desperately. Yeah, but oh well, you'll be sipping on mojitos. Is that something you'd recommend a mojito? No, I was be doing recommendations. Yeah, that was my little slide into it. Okay, sure. Um, no, I well, I'll always recommend the mojito. That's, okay, that's always yeah. that goes uh, without saying. Yeah, that's 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 an eternal one. That's evergreen. Okay. Yeah. Always have a mojito. Um, my actual recommendation this week is: Am I out of beer? Oh. <laughs> my recommendation is: Am I out of beer? I'm out of beer. My two beers, which I had for my the two podcasts we're going to record, did not last. One oh no! <laughs> so there we go. Um, I am going to recommend a little show called Superman and Lois. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
it is available on BBC iPlayer in the UK and other places in the rest of the world. I don't know, probably Netflix or something. Um, yeah. Or Hulu but, or some other random or, shit they yeah, have. Hulu or fucking Max Gary or whatever the fuck is going on there. Fucking Gary and Max Plus. Is What's that other one? Uh, it's, it's got a Q. Quibi or something? Quibi? Oh, Quibi's dead. No, Quibi's been dead for years. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Quibi was like, well, watch a movie on your phone. And everyone was like, no. Would rather not. Watch a movie in vertical on your phone. And everyone was like, no, I don't want to do that. That sounds horrible. Yeah. So that's. I mean, what we had a whole conversation about aspect ratio today. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You and Chris Nolan love Quibi. Exactly. Um, uh, no. Yes. Yeah, Superman and Lois. It's uh, just a really good show. It's a. It's a CW DC show, but you wouldn't think of it like that at all because it's yeah. like, it's so well made and it 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 looks fucking phenomenal. You have Tyler Herklin as uh, Clark and Superman, and he does such a good job in my opinion i think the best on-screen version that we have uh that we have had i would say that might be blasphemous to some people very blasphemous to some certain people but uh overall i i think he does a fucking amazing job with the material he has and it is very good material as well it's if you want like a superman which actually feels like superman this is the show for you okay. and first of all as well the show is called superman and lois for a reason it's mm. not just fucking the adventures of superman and sometimes lois is here like she's just as big a part of it as he is and she does an amazing yeah. job as well <laughs> it's not an ant-man and the wasp situation no, it's very much not that no they're they're both they're a fucking great team it's like it's set a little bit later in his life like he's got two sons at this point uh, they they're out of Metropolis, living uh, back in Smallville and stuff, um, and it's it's just really good, really interesting, really engaging, uh, and I enjoy it very much. So, very cool. Yeah, I, mean, I, I, I do want to get around to that. I've heard that that's like that's the CW show to embarrass them all, right? Like it's definitely it's such yeah. a cut above, yeah. And also, it's not connected to any of the others as well, so you don't need to have watched like fucking seven seasons of The Flash or like yeah. anything else to to get to where you can. You can just watch this, and it's great. That was that was my like worry, like because I saw so many people blowing smoke up it, but they're, they're the people that have also watched like a million seasons of a million other things, and I'm like, mm. I don't, I can't, I don't want to catch up with all that shit. I just want to. This sounds good, purely standalone. So yeah, no, I'll check. iPlayer, iPlayer, it's an iPlayer in the UK. Yeah, interesting. Bizarrely. Yeah, that is that. That doesn't feel right. No, it doesn't. <laughs> I don't know um, why. Because like all the other CW stuff is on um, Sky, I think. So I don't know why this one specifically has gone to iPlayer, but there we go. I mean, obviously it stands out. Apparently it's like worth spending more money on, I guess. <laughs> um, cool. All right. Um, my recommendation is a YouTube channel this week. Um, a YouTube Ooh. channel. That I... No. What's wrong with YouTube? Cha- no, come on. What's this? What's this? I don't know. <laughs> I'm just, just having stuff. fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's a YouTube channel uh, which is uh, dedicated to making. It's it's a guy and his like team of researchers, um, and they make basically these like they're normally like seven to like fourteen ish minute documentaries. They're like. Like, when I say documentaries, I don't mean, like, someone's made a video essay in a couple of hours. Like, they're well-researched, really interesting topics. 
um, really well edited, and they're like basically documentaries in the most YouTube-y style possible, like very high intensity, interestingly paced, um, really good. There's some, there's one that caught my attention recently, which was like basically telling the story of how Robert Downey Jr. was able to completely twist his image from where it was and like now he's like one of the most revered actors on the planet um really good stuff he has another one like steven spielberg made um jurassic park and schindler's list in the same year and like how it was his most financially successful year but the worst year of his life personally um just really really interesting topics that like stuff that you wouldn't necessarily be interested in but he's a he's got a great way of storytelling he's a very very talented editor and just documentary filmmaker really the fact that it's on youtube shouldn't negate that it's a really well-made documentary and very cool you gonna say the name of it oh uh yeah, <laughs> yeah I, probably, I probably should at some point uh yeah, yeah the, the documentary uh it, the youtube channel is called dodford um d-o-d-f-o-r-d um don't know what that name is i was wait. i was liz i was waiting the entire time she didn't say it at the beginning i was like he's not gonna fucking say it he's not gonna fucking i got say caught it. up talking about it <laughs> I'm not trying to undo the credit. <laughs> uh, yeah, very good. Check it out. Uh, links will be in the description. Um, and very good stuff. Um, oh, okay. Outro time, I guess. I normally <laughs> intro the outro by saying outro time. <laughs> if you've enjoyed this episode, uh, you can catch new ones every single Friday. Uh, time? We doing the time? We saying 10 a.m. anymore? It's up to you. You edit this one. Yeah, but like in general, like should we set the president now that they're just out on a Friday? Do well, people care about the look, time? Well, I see. Here's the thing. Here's my thinking. Okay, you're here. For this. I this like is business meeting. <laughs> I like having the time because I think it gives us something to work towards. Like even mm. if. Even if we don't quite make it, we're still like, oh, but we don't want it to be like 12 hours late or whatever. So it can be a few hours late here and there, but we don't want to... If we don't have the time, I think we'll get lazy. And then we'll be yes. like, oh, it can be up anytime. It can be up at midnight. Like, it's still Friday, isn't it? Yeah, because like 10, that's the... Yeah, if we say 10 a.m., but then it's yeah. like at midday, it's like, what's the harm really? Yeah, But exactly. if we hadn't have said 10, we would have started it at 1 p.m., exactly and then we're like oh it's still the day it's still friday you know uh, it, it keeps us honest you're right yes. you are right <laughs> look we won't make it every week at friday at 10 a.m but we got jobs man we, like, we, we don't got, make money off this well i have a job but like i have a job as well yeah kind of but it's, like, yeah it's, it's wishy-washy isn't it yeah um all right Every uh, if you've enjoyed listening to this, new episodes of this show come out every single Friday at ten a.m. You can keep uh, all that in, by the way. Yeah, yeah, we will. Yeah, that's fine. I say we will. I will. Right. I'm not looking to do more editing <laughs> in the next coming weeks. As you're sipping your mojitos, yes. um, you can give us show a little follow if you like. Uh, that would be much appreciated. You can mosey on over to another Happy Pod on Twitter, where you'll get a little post reminder. <laughs> Uh, every single Friday when the episode is out so that you never, ever miss a fun little discussion that we've had. Uh, give the show a review. That would be quite handy. If you could, like, on your podcast platform of choice, there's probably some sort of feature where you can give it a little five stars. Maybe write a review. That'd be cool. Um, let us know, I don't know, what you liked. Um, 
let us maybe know if you want us to talk about anything specific as well. Uh, we have our schedule, but like maybe we'll make exceptions. Who knows? If your review is nice enough, we will consider it. The schedule is... Ooh, what is going on here? This is very zoomed in. But it's currently uh, booked up until the end of the year. So we have all of 2023 mapped out currently. You've got until the end of the year to get your suggestions in before we then spend a day to work out what 2024 looks like. Yes. <laughs> basically, and have that exactly. locked in as well. Yeah. Um, what you can also do uh, is look forward to this, which is coming out next week. It's the Mockingbird. Yeah. It, it, again, we are doing this thing. But, but don't be expecting a fourth one. We're doing the final two no, yeah. movies as one episode. Which, like, judging by the runtime of this one, might be a mistake. <laughs> I think so. I think it might be, but like they'll blend into one, won't they? Yeah, it's too late now. The schedule's done. <laughs> it's true. We, like we say, we've already planned it. Uh, and something else we plan uh, and do every week is the other podcast that we do, which Nathan will tell you about. I'll tell you all about it. It's called Still Got Legs. It comes out every Monday at 10 a.m. It's our Doctor Who podcast. Let me turn that down. Where we talk all things Doctor Who. We discuss the episodes each and every week. Um, and last week, well, at the moment, we're about halfway through Series 3. We're having a great time. And you can join us for that journey. That's at Still Got Legs pod on Twitter. And just Still Got Legs on your uh, your podcast apps. Indeed. Spotify, uh, everyone. Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, uh, Audible. St St Audible? No. Or yes, yeah, Audible. You can listen to podcasts on Audible. Really? Yeah. You know what else? I thought you can that was just where like Stephen Fry reads books or something. Well, it is, but they do podcasts there as well. And we're on. Oh. There. Well, check us out yeah. on Audible. Check us out on Audible. You listen to a book, and then you think. I want to listen to two dickheads talk about this book. <laughs> and you can and also not that. about the book, about the movie adaptation well, of the book. Well, yeah. But maybe sometimes one of them will talk about the book because he read it. Yes. So, there yeah. we go. It'll, it'll be disguised in our movie discussion. <laughs> maybe I should buy the Hunger Games, because I don't currently have them, so maybe I should buy the books again, read them while I'm on a beach in Greece, and then... Mm. That's a good way to keep your Talk brain Hunger Game focused. Well, I don't want to be too Hunger Game focused. I'm watching you. You're tempted. I don't want to. I don't want to be. I don't want to be enjoying my holiday and then be debating the crushing blows of fascism during, <laughs> <laughs> you know, whilst I'm sipping a mojito on the beach. You're, you're, you're like, hmm, hmm. Katniss's hospital was blown up. Very nice. Waiter, <laughs> another mojito, please. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Oh, fascism! Very nice, very nice. <laughs> Great, good uh, stuff. Play the play the theme song with uh, goodbye, everyone. I fucking won't. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.